This episode of Good Sheilas is brought to you by Perifit. Perifit is a Kegel exerciser that lets you control video games with your pelvic floor. I say Kegel. Who cares? Anyway, who cares? <laughs> fun. So gone are the days of boring Kegel exercises that we either hate or neglect doing completely. Hooray! Perifit are offering Good Sheilas listeners a 15% discount on their products. Just apply the promo Good Sheilas at checkout and treat yourself to a strong pelvic floor. I haven't wet myself all day. <laughs> Good for you, babes. Yay. <laughs> Fun fact about Claire. When she went and got vaccinated, she had to hype her two-year-old up to come along and she did so <laughs> by saying mummy's getting a needle mummy's a good person and Frida got so excited about this idea Claire thought she was totally on board they got there Claire got the needle and then Frida had the world's biggest tantrum because nobody <laughs> gave her noodles <laughs> She was rolling around the ground at this huge clinic. Everyone like sitting so solemnly, 1.5 metres apart with this fucking awful two-year-old screaming, I want my noodles, mummy! You should have made much more clear. That's all you needed to do. If we haven't made it any more abundantly clear, get vaccinated. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Do it. Go get your noodles. Hello and welcome to Good Sheilas, the podcast that will turn your stomach and warm your heart as we reflect on what makes us all tick. I'm Bron, a comedian. And I'm Claire, a human rights lawyer. Ooh, and we're longtime friends and short-time mums and lifetime dickheads. Dickheads. Each time, each day, each many episode times. even, all the days. <laughs> <laughs> We've said this so many times, how did I fuck it up? <laughs> <laughs> Each episode, we tackle something in the media as well as something in life that's kicked us in the guts. So strap yourselves in, mongrels, and get ready for good sheilas. Hello, mate. How are you? Oh, you know, we're both in lockdown. Lucky D, you back. Yeah, at the same time. Usually, usually Queensland will do it really quick and then it's done. And then you guys do it for a really long time in Victoria and then, but forever. And then... Um, but it's very rarely at the same... It's never been at the same time, I don't think. I know, anyway, we're hashtag good. blessed. We're doing it together. It's kind of like when we were pregnant together, but yeah. way worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we're, how we're, does this one feel to you, babe? Like, how does it feel? More than half of Australia's population are currently in lockdown. Cases in Sydney are off the charts. It's Saturday. There's, was it 351 cases and five deaths in New South Wales today? 29 cases in Victoria after we were zero on Thursday. And what is it, 16 or 15 in Queensland? How, How do dare you? Feel, 13. There's 13. 13. We only How dare you? 13. How dare you? <laughs> you? I don't, like I said, like I don't mind the lockdown. I feel like, like, so. Uh, a couple episodes ago, we were so excited because I was about to come to Melbourne. Yeah. We were about, I had all these like really fun gigs lined up. It was going to be so much fun. Um, and then it, everything got cancelled because you guys had an outbreak. And I was, 
a little bit devastated, but nowhere near as devastated as I predicted I would be. I because yeah. I was I'm kind of numb to it. I'm like, oh yeah, of course yeah. that didn't work. Of course it didn't work. We're what the so hell? Why would it used work? Used to being disappointed, and we're yeah. so used to being let down. It's almost like if something works that's the shock and it's like this lovely like wait this isn't how things are supposed to happen anymore yeah I don't trust it yeah it's it's but I I, like I worry less about what it's doing to us and worry more about what it's doing to our little kids I mean like Stevie and Olive have just really had it hard like missing Stevie's missed her birthday again she's missed but she just deeply deeply misses you guys and every time we plan a trip COVID fucks it and and like it's what is it going to do to their tiny little heads and their tiny little hearts Uh, break them and then I (laughs) if our parenting won't do it COVID will so we one or the other probably both (laughs) it's it's a combined effort we will break them Uh, so um, we had this trip planned to go to Sunshine Coast with friends we planned it off uh, I don't know maybe in March maybe I think mm. and Lucas has been working like crazy he, he loves he loves like working for the man and so he's been working like no, crazy. No I still have no idea what he does yeah. and he has told me so many many times. Many times. No one does it's the world's best kept secret. Beautiful yeah. Lucas. Edie said Edie was looking at Lucas for a really long time the other day and um, he's like what's up and she was like what is your job, Dad? <laughs> and I was like, Edie, but I was listening because I don't know. And then I was just waiting because I was like, if he has to explain it to a five-year-old, maybe I will understand what it is. Because it's been absolutely impossible to understand. It's until. been nine yeah. years. And he was like, I, and then the way he explained it, Edie zoned out halfway through because she was like, nap. And I was like, Yep, none of us, it remains a mystery. No one one actually knows, but he gets paid, so fuck yeah, Um, because I don't. Um, So he, uh, so Lucas was really excited about this trip. He really needed it because the last time he had any time off work was when uh, um, Ari was born, and Ari was a massive dick when he was born. Like, such a jerk. He was not as, yeah, oh, that guy. And so it was not a very stress free time. And so he's really hanging out for his holiday. And then when we found out it was locked down, we couldn't go, had to cancel our accommodation. But Lucas was like, like, before we cancelled it, Lucas was like, no, we are going. I was like, oh, <laughs> when, but we can't go. Like, that's just, that's the, the point of a lockdown. Like, you can't do that. And he was like, no, Bron, we are going. And I was like, Lucas, okay, if we get pulled over by the police on the way to Sunshine Coast with a car completely full of, like, just beach things, what are we going to say? And he was, he was like, I will explain to them that I have had enough. <laughs> I've had enough. I was like, you can just imagine the police. All right, let him through. This guy's had enough. He's had enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, you know what? Off you go. And we'll be it's, like, it's, it's thank fine, you. guys. Guys, let him through. He's had enough. <laughs> and I, so he, this is his like mantra that I'm dealing with. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Look, I can see you've had enough. I can see it. I can sense it. We've all had enough. And he's like, no, it's too much now. I was like, okay, all right. So I had to just pretend that we were definitely still going on this holiday just till he calmed down. I was like, cool, I'll pack the car. Yeah. So anyway, we've not gone. I love mantra. Yeah, just a massive mantra. But that's – so I think, you know, 
everyone has reached a point where it was like where they're <sighs> sick to fucking like, death nah, of it. I cannot do it anymore. Yeah. I'm feeling I'm feeling look, this is lockdown number six. Well done. I'm feeling humble weirdly. brag. Humble brag, I know, guys. I'm on lockdown number six. So okay, cool. I like I like hashtag blessed. <laughs> hashtag Jesus. Hashtag friendship. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like it's it's weird. The like lockdown four fucked me. I completely grumbled. Lockdown five was like, oh, for God's sake. Okay, I'll do this again. This time I'm like, oh, this is just life now. This mm, is how yeah. it rolls out. I'm like, I'm going to be mediocre at homeschooling again. That's chill. Stevie, mm. who knows what Stevie will do all day long. I don't know. I'll do, I'm trying to do my job as best as I can. And I'll probably drink in the day a lot. And this is just oh, how we roll now. Yeah. And that, look, I think you just have to get through it however you can. And some people are dealing with this with... Um, dealing with it with by being really angry and checking the news flat out yeah uh still i haven't read the news in god knows how long uh and can't even read I can't, i'm looking on i'm working on reading um every day is sounding them out phonetics first and then um yeah and the, but we have um uh, uh like you know, we have all have different ways in dealing with it. But you mentioned, and this actually brings us to our news article. Oh, the bit. Yeah. Yes. Well, dr- uh, you mentioned drinking during the pandemic. And I feel like we've talked about this before. I say feel. We have. We, we also sure. made commitments, Bronwyn. We made yeah. commitments. Let's talk about our commitments. So about when we, we started this podcast, we genuinely didn't think anyone would listen to it. Yeah. And here we are. And it's quite lovely because we get called out all the time for everything. God, constantly called out, which is, you know, um, glorious. Good call us out. We're pieces of shit. But a very, very early call out for us was that we were glorifying drinking. And on in retrospect, fair, I remember that very early on we posted a photo on Instagram. This is when we had like 500 followers. No one knew who we were. And mm. for God's sake, why do you know who we are? Silly people. Get a job. <laughs> I think you posted a photo with me um, uh, it, it, when we were both living in, in Melbourne, drinking um, cask wine out of the cask, pouring it into my mouth like it was a beautiful fountain. And um, very fairly, someone called out and was like, hey, mate, like you guys are, really should stop doing that. And we're like, why? And then we had to have an episode where we were like, we... Um, we, we talked about all the things that we were doing wrong and we made a commitment. I think it was a commitment. I think we committed to things. I've committed to lots of things. Follow through on very few. Let's roll it out. But um, we said that we would stop glorifying drinking culture so, 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 so much. And here we are. And I'm drinking a day wine. What for you? <laughs> talking about Look, it on the podcast. So this is so we came. We were very sensitive at the start. We've yeah. cal- we're absolute b- like balls of callus now. We don't yeah. care. Oh, we any don't care more because we're like we've like you know. I feel like it's okay for people to not like us. Like I've always, yeah. like I've always had that view. Um, personally but I think you've t- you've taken a little while longer to get to that yeah table. I struggled with it initially I used to text you and call you and just be like oh my god oh my god there's people they're really cross with us and you'd be like who gives a fuck and I'd be like oh my god and now we're both like 
who gives a fuck? Yeah, exactly. Well done. <laughs> we both reached that. But the start, yeah, we didn't want to, to glorify drinking. And I don't think this episode no. is clear. So this is a huge, huge run up. At absolutely nothing. Not. You've wasted so much time. So, so many what, people's <clears throat> times. Yeah, everyone's tuned out. Zero people are listening now. My God. Is, no followers. Is your rant over? So we talked like, so we both of us like drinking that is um but we just like it and i like it and yeah. i don't feel My like friend, a, bogan yeah. families everyone drinks it's part of our blood yeah exactly and uh what the pandemic has uh, pandemic pandemic what the pandemic no, has no, i haven't even i'm not drinking at all god damn it <laughs> maybe that's maybe i need it yeah exactly <laughs> um so what the pandemic has done has given people so that like, we've read a couple of articles about it uh one of them is um one of them is saying how we are like the boom like alcohol uh, consumption and sales is has gone through the roof it's never been yes. higher um uh, it is it, like it's a, a like it's actually quite worrying how much people are drinking at the moment but there's also another article and I was going to um, talk about this for a bit is uh, and it's been uh, it was published in the ABC it was about how COVID actually gave people the space to actually mm. reflect on their drinking and reflect on their life with drinking in it and actually take time away from all the social social situations where they you know you feel kind of like you have to drink and stop yeah. drinking completely. So we have... And it, we've seen a huge boom, just picking up on that, a huge boom in alcohol-free drinks. Yeah. So alcohol-free beers and wines are having a heyday. There are all these businesses setting up which are dedicated just to selling these products and they're, they're absolutely booming. So people are trying to find alternative ways to enjoy, you know, the taste and the ritual without actually the booze in it. Yeah. Yeah. Which... Like I have tried alcohol-free wine before and maybe it was just a while back. It was one you got at Woolies and it was just uh, tasted like assholes. And I was like, this is not for me. And I really desperately wanted to like it because I just love having a glass of wine and I was happy for it to not have alcohol in it. But if it just yeah. if it tastes like that, um, I'd rather... You're out. Uh, yeah, I'd rather not live, you know? And so, uh, uh, so it's quite interesting what the pandemic has done in Australia, which has... Um, pushed people into either way either drinking way more or not drinking at all and Mm. I find this really interesting because um, like you know why are people drinking more and there's a number of reasons why Uh, you know one they're more stressed two this one this one I I feel a lot this one resonates with me just bored and now when I'm at home I've got the kids and it's been a really long day, quite monotonous, teaching someone how to read or, you know, just Ari's just yelled at me all day, gets to the afternoon. I'm like, I'd actually really like a glass of wine now. Not because I am parched, not because I have withdrawals, but because I'm like, that will make this really long afternoon a little bit less boring. And it's a reward and it's a shift in in pace, right? Like if you have a really long, difficult day, homeschooling and working and managing your kids and it's a way to break it up and say, okay, you know, it's six o'clock. Here is the time where I can shift and switch off my brain. This is one thing I find with drinking. It's just a way to quieten my brain after which, you know, the, the noise intensifies when you're in your house all day long. It's just a way to shift gears and you know it's but but it's not necessarily the healthiest yeah yeah and it's not and i i I do think that uh 
things haven't really helped people who do have drinking problems in this time for example the amount of time that they have by themselves but also people yeah. um people uh you know when they're like oh my covid my covid diet starts tonight or something like that yeah, and it's just yeah. like it's just booze it just pictures of yeah. bo- booze and stuff <laughs> or oh my god another lockdown better go to dan murphy's so it is well it's perpetuated like throughout social media and throughout just like just general banter and mm. so I, re- I we are we are on this slippery slope i wonder i wonder you know when the pandemic lifts we're going to have like a whole bunch of australians who look incredible and like super fit and then the rest <laughs> gonna of have us- an underclass of yeah, just exactly. like haggard yeah. wasted some of us are missing teeth it's like wow <laughs> have you washed your hair with sauvignon blanc it's like of course i have so it, it's going to be really interesting like there's going to be so many uh, it'll be such an interesting time to study socialism in uh, or not socialism so social norms or social i guess expectations after socialism and communism yeah it's probably gonna be the focus from yeah now. exactly and <laughs> um, mm, exactly how is it that you're not the one who's drinking? i don't know maybe it's because of maybe it's because i should have had a wine before i started it i don't exactly. know but it's anyway it's gonna be really interesting like a studying society after this all lifts because of how people are going to be dealing with real life it's like oh wait i go to you want me to go to work every day like five days hell like do do i bring my own wine like i don't know are you providing it is it on tap (laughs) so there was a report that came out um uh this week um where ambulance victoria were looking at call outs Mm. to um to homes and uh they reported that the number of alcohol related call outs to the home has jumped to 81% by 81% from the start of the pandemic. So they're going to people's homes and, and they're saying, well, these are people who use alcohol as a coping mechanisms. And and um, the, they've said that usually you, t- you see young yeah. people who are partying and doing silly things. And now they're go- getting to call outs for Families. older people, mid thirties, mid forties, who are at home and are developing really um really you know they're they're really intoxicated they're having accidents they are um they're you know overdosing on alcohol and they're getting they're getting called in all the time and um Mm. what i found really fascinating was um in this article they were looking at um the shift not only in the cohorts that are um engaging in this behavior but they're they're analyzing what you know what the drivers are so they talked about um they talked about to a um associate professor Stevenson, who is related to Alcohol uh, Turning Point, which is a which is an organisation looking at alcohol and Australian relationships with it, and they're saying that it's because people are really isolated and they're really, really, you know, that they, they, they have stresses and strains which are normally dealt with. You know, this is also obvious, but you know, because of course, of course, we're drinking more because we're lonely. Of course, we're drinking more because of the pressures of homeschooling and people's jobs are at risk and having to be at home all the time. And of course, we're drinking more. It's it's almost it's almost a redundant conversation, but it's it's really important because you're right. A this is changing our relationships with ourselves and our coping mechanisms and our bodies and our families. And B 
it's happening right now and it's going to continue to happen. So we're going to keep having people using alcohol as their only coping mechanism, as their only way of, of getting, you know, like even, even Dan Andrews, when, when, you know, when, when lockdown finished in October, get on the beers, get on the beers. And he's like, I'm going to go higher up on the shelf. It's just such an ingrained part of our culture, not just when we celebrate, but when things are really, really tough and they're really tough right now. Yeah. Well, that, and I guess it all comes down to if, if you, you know, being accountable for your drinking, mm. if no one is sitting next to you going, whoa, have you had an entire bottle to yourself? And it's like, <laughs> excuse me, why are you talking to me, Ari? You can't even speak. No, that's not, I'm not drinking, I'm not drinking that much, but, uh, but it is, <laughs> but it is, uh, if you don't have, you know, your mates around, if you don't have your family around to be like, hey, are you looking after yourself or are you, do you reckon that's a, great idea and it's not it's not just going to be alcohol like everyone's going to be developing weird relationships with like lots of insidious things food and social media holy oh jesus my phone you know that terrible thing when it tells you what your average screen time is of the week mine is cooked 24 hours a day (laughs) 27 hours how did i do that But like, is it, I mean, is this, a, so you, I think you made a really interesting point, Bron, about accountability. And like, I find that, you know, because, you know, lockdowns are long and it is a reward and it is a way to turn off my brain that when no one, you know, when it, when it is only myself who is keeping myself accountable, I tend to, you know, there's, there's, there's no rules. I'm like, great, yeah. okay, I'm definitely going to have a drink. Like, it's just... It's, it's it's really interesting, right, how much we rely on our kind of social networks and our connections to moderate our behaviour and call us in. And I think, you know, you and I are really fortunate to have really wonderful networks of people who aren't just like, let's always get on the fucking pierce. They're yeah. like, let's, you know, let's take care of each other and, and have, you know, a really high regard for our health and well-being. Whereas I know other people in my life have just, you know, friendship groups who are just like dedicated to just always getting wasted you know we do love drink but it's there's always a line so it's it's you're right it's layers of things right it's not just that we're going through such a shitty prolonged period of anxiety and uncertainty and loneliness it's also that all these relationships and communities around us aren't here to call us in and just be like hey mate like are you looking after yourself are you making good decisions yeah because when i'm when it's up to me Fuck, I'm not making very good decisions. Exactly. Yes, Frida. <laughs> They're terrible. Should I have exactly. more noodles or not? <laughs> yes, Lucas. I've had enough. <laughs> of wine? Never. <laughs> but it is oh, one thing that I think is really is really shitty, and we've talked about this a billion times about like how this pandemic is really, really benefiting the rich. So the rich are kind yes. of the, the, this. It's like, oh wow, this is great. So Woolworths has um, they saw a hundred and sixty. One percent increase in paid delivery of alcohol into people's homes God. within two hours when they when they mentioned a lockdown. One hundred and sixty-one percent increase. Incredible. So, and it's not like it's going to run out. Yeah, <laughs> I know. We know that nothing's going to run out now. We yeah. we did that. Oh, that still that still happens. The the panic buying. I wonder how what it looks like in Melbourne now on your six. It's actually lockdown. miraculously. You know, I, I I went to the shops yesterday. Everyone looks tired and sad and, you know, like just snackered, but things are on the shelves. We've just calmed the farm down with all that kind of stuff because we know it's there. It's what's really, I think what's really impacting about going, you know, to the grocery store, going on a walk is just how sad everyone looks. Ah, that's Melbourne. (laughs) 
Sweet guys from Brisbane. Exactly. When they're all just happily driving around with fuck off wear full stickers on the back yeah. of their ears. <laughs> we're just so happy. You guys are the worst. Exactly. We're like, if you ain't white, you ain't right. Things like that. You know, oh we God, say that with us. So I, I know. No, they're not actually that bad. It's just the right wing people that I find um, suffocating. And I notice they're much more up here. I'm sure there's plenty in Victoria. Oh, of course there are. But I never yeah, see Yeah, we're just in them. our little bubble of like lefties. Exactly. Privileged lefties. Like house Brunswick worst, and Even Coburg. worse, really. Yeah. Exactly. I know. We're, everyone's <laughs> yeah, a piece of shit. At least us. my five kilometre radius has like a good coffee in it because I would <laughs> die otherwise. Like actually. <laughs> I literally die. Literally and metaphorically. <laughs> Fucking worse people. You drink Nescafe, there's no doubt about it. And I've quit coffee, babe. What? Yeah, I, so uh-huh. I quit coffee. I quit, I know, I love your reaction. So I was having horrendous anxiety, like this, like... Weak, um, weak. Yeah. Weak, bitch. <laughs> I, just horrendous, like escalating, escalating, escalating. It was getting worse and worse and worse. It was about the, it's, uh, maybe it was lockdown five, lockdown four, can't remember. All a blur. And then I had this so moment. Interesting. I was like, it is so interesting. I can't Thank wait for it to so keep going. <laughs> I li- did you notice how I didn't ask you why you quit? I just said, what? As if I didn't hear you. And you were like, oh. You're like, and I love that it's like your, the inference is like, I don't care, but we're in lockdown, so you're going to listen, bitch. <laughs> I know, I know, you do this to me. Oh, you corner me. And then you're like, what you were meaning to ask, Bron, is who, what, why, when. Do you this? want to know the entire no. plot of Witches of Eastern? Because <laughs> oh, I, I tell you, I tell you it all. Anyway, you've given, up, you've re- given up coffee because you're anxious. That's uh, Yeah, that well, is... I realised that it was, it's oh, so dumb. At 30, it took me 34 years. Let <laughs> <Not a> talk. <laughs> took me 34 years to figure it out. But, but yeah, coffee makes me really fucking anxious. Mm. And I was 34 like years four... to explain why. Like, that is quite the coincidence. <laughs> you could talk without being interrupted, you B word. <laughs> I'm dropping some hints here, Claire. This is dull shit. I'm going to take a poo. In in an envelope, I'm gonna send it to your house. Well, you can't because you've given up coffee, so it must be terribly hard to do poos now, Claire. So anyway, long story short, it would have it was a very long story. It's ten no. years later. Anyway, I cut it. I cut. I basically cut it out, and I my anxiety has gone from like a, an eight on a normal day to like a two. It's magical. And did your anxiety ever tell you like when it was when it was like uh, you had a flare up? Did it ever tell you I'm talking for too long? <laughs> I'm taking up too much space here with my face and my voice. I feel like anxiety. I love that. Has... The anxiety that I have is the patriarchy. Thank you so much. Bro. Well, look, hey woman, you're talking too much, and no one actually cares about you. I feel like it was actually not so bad for you to have a bit. <laughs> Shh, Claire. I know. Why are we friends? Why are we even doing this? Because we balance each other out. (laughs) We balance each other out, Claire. So shut the fuck up. (laughs) You never listen anyway, as if I've ever given you advice and you've been like good advice, bro. And you're like, cool, cool, cool. I have surely listened to your advice at some point. Never. When? Exactly. Um... Never. I moved house and you were like, move house. Your house is so expensive. Move house. Oh, yeah, but you and I did. Uh, how long 
later and it was like you had to realize that the house that you were in was like 50 million dollars too much money because you ran out of money claire this is a terrible example um i broke up with my husband Uh, i wasn't my advice was it? I got a perm. You never got a perm. I, I, you're right. I listen to you too much. It's because you never stop talking. Oh my god, this is a really weird bit. So, weird speaking bit. about speaking about weird bits, um, we both get through weird bits in our life, um, uh, in different ways, and we. That's we, we're different, are we, brown one? Are we are, are we different people? We are very different. We're, we're shifting to personal. We've talked about talked about the news. Segway. Yeah, your new, segways new are just dog shit. Your segways are dog shit. It's you were like particularly s- mean to me this episode. <laughs> I, I told you I should have had a wife. I can't deal with this. I can't work like this. So it is. Um, so we both have weird bits in our life, and we both deal with them very differently. And so this yes. part of the podcast is the personal. Thank you very much. And we are talking Thank about. Thank you so much. Uh, we're talking about how we all, we are our coping mechanisms, basically. So mm-hmm. we, this is something. Basically, this is basically what how I deal with things when things are stressful. I've got two tricks up my sleeve, Claire. Two very good tricks. One is to make a joke about it and laugh and laugh and laugh, okay? And yes, then I will laugh and laugh to. and laugh. Turn it into a joke, maybe smoosh that into a weird career change. Great. Handling things perfectly. Beautifully. Or, or my second trick, which is which happens when things get um, particularly bad, Super is bad. I just yeah. disappear. <laughs> you disappear. You vanish. It's quite... And we were laughing about it before and the metaphor that I came up with is there was a real trend about three years ago on social media where where, um, parents were chucking up sheets and then running into another room so their kids are bewildered thinking they disappeared and the kids would do the same thing and they'd chuck up their sheet and then they'd just still be behind the sheet just looking bewildered and then they'd walk into the room <laughs> you are the child in this everyone's like oh there goes Brum she's <laughs> disappeared perfectly no one could ever know why <laughs> well I feel like and- a magician and you are a wizard. A sad, sad magician. I know straight away when things are really bad with you because you just you can't like, find me. Just, yeah, it's like you disappear. Like she gone. <laughs> Who died? Bronze under the bed again. It's not handling things. Okay, cool. And it's like and and I when things are very when when I when I struggle, actually I disappear a little bit as well. Particularly the older I get, I get quite quiet and I withdraw. As I um as a coping mechanism but I also sometimes do the opposite and over communicate when I get really like like it's it's that it's that you you I think you've made a really important definition and like it's when things are a bit hard versus when things are really hard some mm. things are a bit hard like I get very you know I just over communicate and like seek affirmation but then when they're very very hard I just I, I tend to withdraw and disappear as well but like I find this is it's an interesting conversation because you know, looking at what happens to our bodies when we're stressed and anxious. So we still have lizard brains, right? So we go into fight or flight and we, we, our bodies get pumped with all these hormones. It's like a very, it's a very automatic physiological reaction and our nervous system gets really, really, really intense. And it's like yelling at us, you know, you've got to do something about this. You've got to do something about this. And we either get geared up or, you know, very, very, 
intense and very anxious and we have a physiological reaction which makes us ready to fight or to run away and the you know we say fight because you know like you know obviously it's going back to the days of having to you know battle off a big monster or whatever but that can also be panic disorder or anxiety or you know however it manifests and and but the idea is that you're present with the thing or we run away from the thing and I think you and I are quite can be quite polar opposite in all these funny ways that we are with how we manage things. Um, but it obviously, it goes back to you know what we've learned across our lives and how we deal with stress and anxiety, and um, we have just very very different coping mechanisms. Yeah. Well, well, you've said that we have the very similar ones, um, but I don't think I when ever. When things over, are really bad. Yeah, when things are really bad. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever over communicate when things are. Uh, for example, when Ari got sick. I was yeah. like, I was ready to throw my phone. Like in, yeah, when they were like, something's not right. I was like, great, no one contact me. And I remember saying yeah. to Lucas, can you, like, don't, like you can tell your mum fine, but if she calls me, I will not answer. Like I will not answer yeah. from anyone. So people were trying to call me. I wasn't answering because I just I had nothing, no, nothing anyone, I knew that nothing anyone would say was going to make me feel better. It yeah. actually just, yeah. it, would, it felt like it was for them not for me so I was like what I need is just silent everyone to just like give me so much space right now (laughs) for me to process this um and uh and and then I you know when I'm ready I will talk about it and and you didn't you didn't tell anybody did you like no because there's nothing anyone could have said like I I I don't when I you know when I'm feeling particularly sad or stressed or whatever I there's no way I'm like hey guys can you help me right now? I'm like, well, yeah. if I can't work it out, why would you be able to work it out? Why the fuck out? would you be able to? Yeah. So yeah. you told, I think you told Hamish, your brother. Yeah. And you told me and you were very clear. You were like, I do not want. Sympathy. I do not want. Yeah. You were like, do not, do not feel bad for me. If you feel bad for me, you can fuck right off. Like yeah. you were very, very clear. And so the, like it was, you set really clear boundaries about what you needed and how you needed people to react because when you're having a really bad time, the worst thing that someone can do for you is lean into it. Like in a way that's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Or, oh my God, I feel really bad for you because it just intensifies your distress. Not the worst. It's like with, with comedy, I was thinking like, if you have, if you get up and you do a bad set, if you bomb and you get off stage and you're like, fuck, that was so bad. Um, you you want people to kind of acknowledge that it was that that it happened but not really talk about it and you definitely don't want people to go that was good like it was fine yeah exactly <laughs> but you but what do you want them to say do you want them to say oh that wasn't great but but you know next time just, be we'll just be like oh how do you feel and be like oh that was pretty bad and be like yeah i've seen you do like it, it, was, a, it was it was hard looked looked hard up there and that's it that's all. It looked, yeah, that was hard. Yeah, it's like when Ari was sick. Uh, obviously, there's no comparison, but it's like when Ari was sick, I, w- I wanted, I didn't, like, I was happy for people to know. And I was happy for people to, like, acknowledge it, like, maybe send me a text, be like, hope you're okay. I d- was not happy for people to be like, how can I fix this? It's like, you cannot. Yeah, like, everything is going to be fine. Oh, Everything's going to be like, oh, yeah, the and worst. that is actually, like, you're like, how, how, do, how can you say that? Yeah, you have no idea that it will be. And it's like that, and you're right, it's that thing that people say when they when it's about them, when they want to feel better about the situation. Yeah, yeah. or when people go, I'm not sure what I should say right now. It's like, great, don't yeah. say anything. So it's thank it's you for really putting nice. your emotional labour on me, mate. Yeah, I'm so, yeah. And then, yeah, because then yeah, I have to then go, 
look, it's fine. Thanks so much for reaching out. I'm not really. Like, yeah. I didn't care and you end up, you end up babysitting them. You yeah. end up being the caretaker of their feelings and it's like not what you need in that moment. That's why I'm always amazed. Like I know this is a bit of a stretch and may have nothing to do with anything, but what's this podcast <laughs> about? Um, is like, You know when someone, someone dies and then, uh, in, yeah. uh, um, and then the family has to throw the funeral and then they have to throw the wake. So not only yeah. did they lose someone, uh, perhaps even suddenly, uh, they've got to throw a party. They've about got to it. throw, a, yeah, <laughs> and they've got to, and they have to stand there while everyone comes up and goes, "Oh, I'm so I'm sorry. So Are you sorry. okay?" That's my nightmare. Like if you, yeah. I just wouldn't go. I'd be like, "Um, yeah, no. exactly. Sorry, busy. Yeah, knew him. Nice guy. Good for Lucas. Goodbye." <laughs> yeah, I really hope that. Yeah, I really hope um, that I die first. Then. Sorry, I'm dying first, everybody, because yeah, it's too exactly. fucking awkward otherwise. <laughs> or I'll be like, I can't come. I am Hashtag washing my hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got heaps on, guys. Oh, Just, gosh. Yeah. So I think I, I'm always amazed that when someone's going through such a hard time, what it becomes their responsibility to make everyone yeah, feel better. Feel better. It's, just, just, it's just that Western thing, right, where we're just really, really bad at dealing with our own grief and with other people's grief because we just we're very avoidant culture. So, like, you know, I see that a lot in my, you know, my, my, my family who, that has very Catholic backgrounds and this, this need for everyone to be like, everything is fine. And, you know, you can have the most catastrophic thing in the world going on in any of their lives. And it's you're not like it's either it's this is particularly like you know my kind of grandparents age like you're not allowed to acknowledge it or talk about it or mm. say that it's hard you have to move on very quickly to like oh you know but everything is fine it's like that staunch kind of step off a lift way of living which is really quite toxic and um and just to uh, uh, like acknowledging that things are bad or complicated or embarrassing is just a significant weakness and you avoid it at all costs mm. and but but yeah it's 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 also like very embedded in people's coping mechanisms because they want to reach out to people that they love when they're having a hard yeah. time. But the but they feel like the only way to do so is to be like, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be okay. You'll be fine. We'll get through this. And it's like, actually, sometimes we don't. Yeah. And sometimes it's not okay. And sometimes something is really hard and really difficult and you can't get over it or it affects you forever. And that's okay too. We're mm. just culturally so so bound to this idea that we have to fix everything yeah and what's what's also interesting is that how i guess like like in modern times how we're trying to acknowledge that people you know we're trying to shift away from that stigma of someone not coping Mm. uh, um, and be like look we don't cope and we should be checking in on each other the like the are you okay day and everyone saying you know we should be asking are you okay are you okay are you okay but it's like you know when i I think that is for me personally. I would hate that question when I'm not okay. It really, yeah, I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. I find it like if I'm not (laughs) like you could just say, you know, like again, like I feel like asking a question is asking um, to be involved, and it's like actually, I don't want you to be. You can just say, I hope you're okay. If you need anything, let me know completely yeah, different completely yeah. different to are it you is okay? a different thing to putting that yeah and it, again it make it involves it makes you responsible yeah. for somebody else's feelings and that's really exhausting like i it's it's also i, I don't know it's, it's a really interesting for, for me you know when i when i have a, a little bit of a rough trot it really depends on the circumstances but 
often you know I lean in quite you know quite quite early on and, and kind of seek out seek out um you know affirmation or you know or or coffee help it for coffee and coffee because would you like me to tell me about why I quit I'll tell you <laughs> I'll but like then <laughs> but it's in quite like it's quite a, like an unhealthy way like I'm I'm I, I don't I, I've only kind of recently learn to be like I'm not okay and I need you to I, I you know I need I need this from you like before mm. it was quite a scatter gun like oh god oh god you know like I, I I feel I feel very unsteady and unstable and I think that everything's going to fall apart so I'm seeking you know your help or your company but I don't know how to say that so I'm just being very strange and um, which is a huge which has been a huge breakthrough for me like you, you you've you've seen it like when especially yeah. a few years ago when I was really bad I just kind of like go into these black holes and just not be able to communicate or be able to step out of them and, and, and never be able to say when something had been wrong or something had mm. hurt but now I'm much better at that now that I'm older I'm just like very yeah. very open about it yeah we but can't I still seem haven't... to shut you up now no no exactly <laughs> shut the fuck up yeah we just get stop it. talking about <laughs> everything because it's the worst but now I'm just now I'm very very honest about it which is such a relief it's so much nicer to just be like hey this is really hard for this yeah. reason and I need x from you it's, it's it's really really lovely but I still I still do the whole like like concaving into myself if things are really really bad so there is a way that we're similar and it is that when when things get rock bottom we disappear yeah um I perhaps yeah perhaps we have found a similarity and Perhaps. I love how, you, how resistant you are to it. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. there's no ways that we're the same. Mine Never. is still different to you. But. Yeah. yeah. We are not the same, Claire. Never compare yourself. Never, ever me. mention my name and your name in a <laughs> sentence so together cool. again. I'm you make from me Queensland, sick. Claire. We don't do that up here, Claire. Fuck off, we're full, Claire. I've had enough, Claire. I've had enough. Have you had another lockdown, Claire? You guys are so obsessed with them. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Number bag, number six. Number I did six. It. It's our fourth, and this is the longest one we've ever had, and it's been a week, and it's been fucking nice because the weather's so good. And I know, like, what an asshole for saying that, but it's, like, completely different. Like, I, I, you would never – if anyone ever tries to compare Victorians lockdown to their, like, you know, their state to Victorians lockdown, they're just never going to be able to, um, like, cut the mustard. I think that's no. not the saying. But who cares? It is, I think it's it's just, you can't because it's cold and it's long and it's forever. Like, it just keeps happening. So Sydney... Like it, you should be a motivational speaker for people in Victoria. No, in I want. It's cold and it's long and it's for forever. Yeah, but yeah, I just, just, I think like when we go like up here, when people are like, oh yeah, lockdown, I get it. It's like you don't get it, you never will. And so I think the same. Like, like my brother Hamish, he's in Adelaide, and he, um, he was like, oh, we just did like a week lockdown, and he's just like, he's definitely joking. He's like, you wouldn't understand, Bron. I'm like, oh my god, I fucking hate you. You're so annoying because I, I feel like Victorians this is what I think that everyone should just remember is that you guys 
are the ultimate martyrs. You guys win lockdowns. You guys will forever be national <laughs> heroes. And but we're like, forever. and he did forever. Like there is got to be there's got to be something said for being just like the absolute champions of all of this. And that's what Victorians are. And the rest Surely of us, we win now. you do win. You finally, you win. Finally, something. You win something. And there you go. Well, we won the Olympic Games, so that's cool. That's good. Yeah. Oh, really? I, don't, I have not. You know, I have not watched a single. Oh event. no, I haven't watched it any either. But I just, um, I'm saying we won it for 2032. Oh, that's right. You did too. So welcome. Bless. I'm not coming. You. I'm busy. I'm competing. So fuck you. <laughs> Here's a cool here's a cool question to wrap us off, Bronwyn. And I really wanted to ask you this in particular. Okay, in, in four years, where's the next Olympics? Who knows? Who cares? In four years you have to compete in the Olympics, yeah. babe. You have to. Yeah. You've got four years to prepare. Mm-hmm. What sport do you choose where you could reasonably compete? Archery. <laughs> What? <laughs> what would you do? Swimming? Go fuck yourself. See you. What would you do? Gymnastics, Claire? Ballet? F45? What would you do? Which one of your fans would you click? Would you choose? Oh, I've thought about this a lot. Um, I reckon I probably, I feel like I'm javelin. Absolutely not. You are think no. about it. Like it's, it's just as much like it's like you get really ripped in like one arm and like then you, it's all technique. And so why do you think that that would be something that you could do? So in four years' time, you're going to be 39, okay? <laughs> okay. And you think that you, you are going to be able to master the Olympics in javelin because you have like, one jacked a, arm. This is an extraordinary, I mean, situation. I mean, we're talking about, you know, somebody who's like, you must compete in the Olympics or your kids yeah. will die. What, what a strange request. I know. I'm just thinking okay. that's where my brain went. But I'm, yeah, archery, I mean, archery is a vibe. It's, it's all just technique, right? Like maybe. Well, you also have to be um, <laughs> from the medieval ages and that is what I have done. <laughs> so that's good. I like magic cards. I think this is good. You know, I think, because uh, 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 like, you know, they all look just like regular like, uh, archery archers just look like regular people. Oh, so do shooters. Like shooters. Like, oh, yeah, shooting. Yeah. Yeah, but I just I feel like we're underestimating how much like the technical stuff is hard. Claire, this was your game and you said <laughs> I had to choose one and you were like, That's a good choice, but I think you're underestimating how hard. I think all you'd be really are. good at those those you know, those really fast people who are walking. <laughs> oh um power walkers. Yeah, I just oh, feel like you'd yeah. be really good at that. I feel like you That's would be a so sick nice. power walker. It's all in like the hips, baby. But, you know, if there's two feet off the ground at once, they get disqualified. I know. there's people, running. And there's, like, these pesty people who just, like, come out of nowhere and just, like, yeah. shove a red no in face. <laughs> you <laughs> fucking loser. And then, like, power walkers. I feel like we could both do it. Let's see Olympic power walkers, babe. Yeah, well, I've got nothing podcast. on. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be my new coping mechanism. Yeah, walking. great. Well, we've got to twenty because uh, I can't leave anywhere. But I can't leave Brisbane for the foreseeable future. I can't even go to Sunshine Coast, so I may as well start preparing for the Olympics up here exactly. in twenty thirty two. Very. How old will we be in twenty? Oh my god. Okay, that's ten years away. 
We got time. Mm, Eleven years. All right. Good. Yeah. Oui. Forty-six. Forty-six. That's chill. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Imagine. We'll imagine how wise we'll be. I know. It's so. Do you think we'll still be doing this? Definitely. And also. <laughs> And also, you'd just be like the most annoying person on the field. It'd be like walking along with your power walking and you'd be like, if you ever, ever catch up to someone, you'll be like, hey, lady from Germany, I quit coffee. Let me tell you about it. She's like, this walk is not short enough. And then she'd just like give up and maybe you would win. I win. Exactly. Like everyone was just like, I will do anything not to be here anymore. <laughs> Everyone's like, where's Claire's anxiety? We miss Claire's anxiety. (laughs) Go away. Get really bad again. Disappear. Disappear. (laughs) No rep. Oh, the best. All right. This has been. All right. I've had enough. I've had enough. I've had enough of you. We have been good shielders. We have. uh, We're on the. We're on our way to the Olympics. And yeah, congratulations. Cool. So that's been good. That time. Good episode. Good, good work. Episode. All right. Love you. Bye. Love you guys. Bye.